Tabiso Musia on SAFM. Okay, as promised, we've got the Cape Town Tigers in studio. We've got the two coaches. We've got their latest signing also. Their Basketball Africa League tips off this week. Did you hear what I did there? Tips off this weekend. Uh, so we're going to look ahead to the season. Coach Flosh Nguenya, national team coach, but co-coach of the Cape Town Tigers. Good evening and thanks for joining us on SAFM. Oh, thank you for having us here. How does it feel just ahead of the new season? How are you feeling as the coach? Well, I mean, look, uh, it's been a journey uh, since from last season, the qualifiers. And now, I mean, with the addition of coach uh, Hazard and a couple of new other players, uh, Zayem, Brian Taylor just landed today, uh, JD, uh, a couple of other players as well um, that just joined the team. So it's a new... There's a new guys who just joined the team, so the energy is good. Mm. Um, you know, everybody's got a positive spirit. I mean, Coach Hazard just came in, and I mean, you know, with two NBA champions, championship rings, <clears throat> and with a lot of experience, so we're excited to have him to be our coach, and uh, we all can learn from him. You know, so it's, it's really exciting times, and the players that are there as well, they bring a fresh energy and they bring something completely different. So we're very excited. Uh, you know, the energies are up. Like I said. But uh, we're very optimistic about our chances with all the I heard Raphael saying you're going out to win it. He's right. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's correct. I mean, okay. with Coach Hazard here and, and all these additions that we have, uh, we're looking good. Okay, Coach Hazard, welcome to South Africa firstly. How has it been for you in the country? It's been wonderful. The, mm. the experience so far, just, uh, you know, it's always been a dream to come here. You know, I was a history major in college, so I really... Uh, spend a lot of time looking at South Africa and all the things that have gone on historically. And so to be here is a little surreal, um, you know, having gone to Mandela Square already. Oh, nice. And Coach Flosh has just been so gracious in showing me around, showing me parts of the city that, you know, most people aren't going to see uh, as tourists. And so uh, it's really been a really been a great experience so far. And um, what have you made of the potential of this team from what you've seen? Um yeah, I think we have every all the tools and all the elements that it takes to to win the BAL championship. Um, you know, we have some young pieces, uh, but that's what makes it exciting because that's the opportunity as a coach for you to teach and uh, for you to help to develop their IQ and the different things that they need to grow to become better players and to move to higher levels. And so, um, I you know, I think we have the talent to win the to win the BAL this year. But it's going to take a lot of work because there's some great teams that we're going to have to compete against as well, mm-hmm. as well as some great talent on other teams and some really formidable coaches that I have a lot of respect for. Mm-hmm. And how did the opportunity for you to come to South Africa come about? I mean, you've been with, with the Lakers, you've been with the Knicks also. Yeah. Well, I uh, so it's funny you asked that. So I, I was taking this season off from the NBA. <laughs> I, re- I was. I had made that decision. I I was with the RGV uh, Vipers in the G League last year. We won mm. the championship and uh, came home. And I have uh, I had a, my brother, Jalal Hazard, who was my my mentor and the person who got me into coaching and who was my coach uh, growing up. He passed away in September. And so that was my decision to take the season off. And I was just working guys out. I would go to Rico Hines, who's one of my best friends, and I would go help him uh, with his run at UCLA. And Rico had a uh, clinic in Rwanda, and he and Raphael crossed paths. And Raphael said he was looking for, you know, a new voice for the team to lead it into season three um, so that 
maybe we can get over that hump we haven't been able to get over in the last couple of seasons. And uh, Rico recommended me, and Raphael reached out, and we texted back and forth a few times. And then when we finally got on the phone, um, I think we just had some real – we had a lot of chemistry. We had a lot of things in common, had friends in common, you know, people that were my best friends for a long time. We had no idea they were mutual oh. friends. And so I think there was just a lot of synergy, and um, it came together really quickly. It was a, it was a pretty easy uh, decision to make. And then when he, uh, and then I, you know, obviously did my research on Coach Flosh, and <laughs> obviously saw his resume and what he means to basketball in South yeah. Africa. Yeah. And so it was really important to me, and it's an honor to me to be here to try to help him. So he can move the game forward, you know, in the country that he loves so much and he's so proud, so proud of. Wonderful. And there's a new signing here, Zaire Wade, who is also now a part of the Cape Town Tigers. For you, Zaire, how does it feel to be on the continent? Because obviously the reason I'm asking is that you were named after one of the countries here in South Africa. And I saw the video of your dad, uh, Dwayne Wade, when they were announcing your signing for the Cape Town Tigers. And he was speaking and saying that um, at the time when they named you, they didn't think that you'd actually come here and play on, and play in the motherland. But you are here now. How does it feel? Um, it's a blessing. I think it all comes full circle. Um, you know, you just got to kind of go along this journey and see what it presents. You know, we're here, so it's just about putting in work and yeah. um, see where we can go from it. And and what are you hoping to, 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 to achieve here with the Cape Town Tigers in this league? What are your, what are your plans or what are your goals? Uh, well, we all have the same goal. It's, you know, we come to win a championship. So, I mean, I'll I just keep it as simple as that. Um, obviously, to get better on and off the court as a young man, to grow, um, you know, things like that. But the main goal for the team is win a championship. Mm. Was it a tough decision to come to Africa? Nah, man. I mean, like I said, when when we found a mutual agreement that they would, you know, uh, be willing to give me opportunity to come and uh, work for a spot, that that was a blessing in itself. So it was no, it was no hard decision on that. Um, it was tough a little bit, saying bye to family. That was my first time going away that far, but you got to make sacrifices. Mm. And and I saw the reaction from your father. I mean, what does he have to say about just you coming here to South Africa? Man, he's proud. Well, at least he tells me he's proud. Um, I definitely know he's proud, though. <laughs> Just, you know, like I said, taking that next step as a young man, uh, going, traveling the world, playing, ch chasing my dreams, and um, just not letting the outside world, like, get to me and not feeding into that. And how's it been for you so far in, in, in South Africa? You've been here for a few days now? Yeah, it's been cool. All my teammates, you know, they slowly showing me around. We went to the mall. I ain't been to many places, but... You know, I definitely, while I'm out here, I told them I want to try to learn. I want to try to learn Zulu. So, don't quote me. <laughs> but I'm going to try, though. So, yeah. and, and did your parents give you the history behind your name or why they chose to name you Zaya? Not not much besides that it was such a unique name and that uh, obviously a few of my family, like my ancestors, were from, from Africa. So, I think that was the main reason, but I need to do more research myself on it. Coach Flosh, as a, as a point guard, what does he bring to the team? He brings a lot of quickness. He's a very, very quick guard. He's a very quick point guard, but his main, main weapon is his passing game. He can seize things before they happen. He's a very good passer of the ball, but he's very explosive as well. 
So he brings a different energy into the team that we so need. And I'm, I'm happy to, to, to uh, you know, to say that we 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 blessed to have him as part of our as part of our team. I mean, he he's gonna give us a lot. You know, he he really hustles on defense as well, which is great for the yeah. team uh, because I mean, there's no way we win any championship without playing defense as a team, especially team defense. That is so team defense starts with individuals, then most of team defense. So he brings a lot of energy. He brings a lot of quickness. He brings a lot of um, you know great passing skills and and just leadership as well, which is which is really key. A lot's been said about his height um, or lack of height. Is that a concern or do you think he'll be able to, to compete here? Not at all. It's not a concern. I mean, uh, I think it's not, about, it's not the size of his heart, but it's the size of his heart oh, more okay. than anything else. Um, and so, I mean, he's a very athletic point guard. Uh, and so that kind of makes up for everything that people might think in terms of height. Mm. Coach Rashid, I mean, you come from the NBA, and uh, the NBA actually even has a has an office here in South Africa. Actually, why do you think the NBA has been able to just have footprints around the world, and why do you think that a lot of people around the world are just able to identify with basketball also, not just the NBA? You know, I think um, there's, there's a universal language that's spoken through basketball. Um, and it's not really through words, you know, it's the, the work ethic, the, the, the respect for the game, you know, the, the level of competition, the way guys compete. You know, you you go back and you think about Kobe and, you know, how people talked crazy about him when he played, but now he's so revered for his competitive fire, you know, and I think that's something that's very attractive um, to just the average person that, wasn't blessed with the skills to be a Kobe or a Michael Jordan, but you get to sit back and admire, you know, how uh, how great and you, know, you watch them be the best versions of themselves and it's just incredible the things that they're able to do. Mm-hmm. And you know that it's through a lot of hard work and a lot of focus. And I think, you know, most people in their day-to-day lives don't achieve that level of focus because it's very difficult to do. And I think that's something that really grasps people's attention. Um, that and the game has become so diverse over the last, you know, since the Dream Team yeah. uh, did their thing. I think the diversity in the game and having players from so many different countries, I think it's just enriched the game. It's just made it that much more popular, and then it's really endeared the game to the fans. You know, and we have some work to do. There's some things that we need to do, you know, in the NBA as far as load management and making sure guys show up every night to play. Um, but with, even with that being said, it, the the product is still continuing to improve every day. And you worked with Kobe. At which stage did you work with Kobe? And, and just what makes him so great? Or what made him so great? So I worked with Kobe. I met Kobe in 96 when he got drafted. Mm-hmm. Our dads were friends from back in Philadelphia. Yeah. My dad was a mentor to Jelly Bean. And so I was a high school coach early on. And so to come full circle and be coaching with the Lakers and be – coaching with Phil Jackson. I won't say I was coaching Kobe. I was just kind of there coaching with Phil Jackson. Yeah. But um, I earned his respect. After we lost the, the to the Celtics in 2008, um, you know, after they shook our bus as we tried to drive back to the hotel, they tried to flip our bus over. The fans <laughs> lined the streets. This is a real story. We're driving from the arena. We come down the ramp, and when you look down the street, all you see is people. And then when we turn the corner on, I forgot the name of the street, Boylston or something, there's people in the streets for miles. And we have a police escort surrounding us, and they're knocking the motorcycle cops off of their motorcycles. 
They're throwing bottles and batteries. It was it was bananas. So we get back to the hotel, and we had uh, I'll say we had some ginger ales. We were drinking some <laughs> ginger ale and having some conversations. And um, you know, Kobe's a very insightful person, and really like want, wants you to tell him the truth. Mm-hmm. And so he asked me. He just said, you know, what were my thoughts as far as you know why we failed? Because he was, he didn't pull his punches. He was like, yeah, we failed. We were the best loser. We were second place. And, um, you know, I just told him I thought that we didn't get deep enough into the offense. Maybe we broke some things down a little too early. And so I had never really worked one-on-one with Kobe up to that point. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd been in shooting drills with him. But Labor Day, that right before that next season was coming along, get a phone call on my phone's block number. It's like 2 in the morning. Who's this? Block, you know, declined the call like two times. And finally <laughs> I picked it up, though. Because, you know, I just had to be something important. Hey, Rob, what's up? Hey, well, I know this voice. What's happening, Cole? <laughs> you know, he's like, hey, you ready to get to work? Uh, shit, yeah, I guess so. Oh, wow. Yeah, so, all right, man, well, I, Tuesday I see you at uh, 5.30 in the morning. And that's how it started. That's how it started. But I, I learned a lesson that day. I wow. showed up at 5.30. 5.25 I was walking over to the gym from my locker in the coach's locker room. And as I opened the door, I hear like running and like grunting and He's all already kinds of, there. So I go in the gym and I'm like, you said 5.30. He said, yeah, that's when we start. Ah, uh, but he starts before that. I will be ready at 5.30. Luckily it was 5.28 on that clock. Or I'd have <laughs> felt real bad. But, you know, it was, you know, his, his determination yeah. to be great, you know, I think is something that, that we all should admire. Yeah. Um, you know, I saw him put his body through everything. I saw him sacrifice. You know, he'd get up at 5 in the morning, come get his workout in, run back home, take his daughter to school, then go to the track, run. Somehow he would try to find, like, a two-hour nap in there throughout the day. The guy could operate off of four hours of sleep, let's just say that, and be that great. And that's that's why he was so great. Just because yeah. of time, Zaire, for you, I mean, your your dad is a legend, 13-time NBA All-Star, eight-time um nba member three-time world champion how is is the pressure on you how is the weight of expectation and how do you deal with it man i get this question a lot it, yeah. it it's really just like i mean at this point you gotta take like you gotta take what god gave you so i feel like god bless me i have a you know a beautiful family um great opportunities but also there comes you know things like like uh, pressure or expectation as people call it you just got to just kind of take it. Uh, I like to say you got to play like play the hand you dealt with. So I was dealt with these cards. So I just play them accordingly and just go from there. I'm 21 now. I just turned 21, so I grow every year and just try to block all that out. So Does he put pressure on you? Do you feel like he, he has a lot of expectations on you? Nah, I think his pressure is just me just being just whatever I'm going to do, he, may, he wants me to go and do it. You know, but he never says, like, oh, you need to be like me. Or you need to play basketball even. He's never said that. But he's like, hey, you want to do this? All right, well, you're going to be your best at it. You know, be your best self. So that's always one thing I take from him. He always told me just be the best at Zaire way you can be. Do, do you see this as a chance to flourish maybe away from the media attention, that side? Like in the BL? Yeah. Um, or there's just media attention wherever you go because look where you are now. It's going to follow him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's gonna follow him. His dad's a Hall of Famer. It's gonna follow him. Okay, and you just have to take it on the chin. It's like I said, you gotta play the you gotta play the cards you dealt with. Okay. Yeah.
Coach Flosh, finally, when do we start Cape Town Tigers? Oh, we're already on. Mm-hmm. Yep, we're already on. Um, we've been at it for the past month now, you know, but we're just the local guys who were here, and uh, these guys just joined us. So we, we're on now. I mean, first game. <laughs> um, so we, we don't, our first game is, I think, in a month. Okay. Yeah, somewhere around there. It's in a month, but uh, we we'll, we'll get some pickup games. You know, with some local teams and uh, you know that kind of stuff, just to get the guys going. Okay. We'll, you know, just um, you know, friendly games, that kind of stuff. Okay, wonderful gentlemen. Thank you for joining us in studio. We wish you all the best for the BAL, Coach Rashid. I'm glad you came here to help with the expertise and experience that you've gained. Uh, I think it will really, really be much appreciated. Zaire, it's a big call for you to come to South Africa, man. But like you said, you've come full circle here. There was a reason you were named Zaire, and we wish you all the best. And most importantly, we wish you to enjoy your stay and enjoy your basketball in the Basketball Africa League. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate you having us. Yes, sir.